Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Today we're going to talk about overcoming self-centeredness. Ouch, say ouch. Tough one, right? But I hope we're going to have fun today. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I, I love it. Why do we talk about overcoming self-centeredness? Because it's possible to be self-centered and be a Christian. But it's impossible to be self-centered and be a follower of Jesus. And why do I say that? It's because along, along the way, Christianity church has accept cultural things that we shouldn't accept. We've accept some cultural things in order for us to be liked, to be loved, to be accepted. We accept others and sin in order to be friends, in order to be closer to people. We, we tend to, along the way, um, we get some things here from the world that we like, and we get some things here from the kingdom of God that we like, and then we bring it to the middle, and we live a comfortable spot. So we're not hated by God, and we're not hated by the world. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like we're, we're playing politicians here, if you know what I'm saying. We, you know, during the pandemic, I, I guess we're, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. During the lockdown, um, we, we tried to do some really fun things around town and um, discover new places in Toronto that we've never had time to go to. And we, we decided to go to the, to the safari. How many of you guys have been to the safari in, in the GTA? Isn't it awesome? I'm like, how long this thing has been here for? This is amazing. So cool. So we took our kids and our, and our nieces and, and family, and it was so fun. I think my wife and I were way more excited than the kids were. But um, the funniest thing is that our, our youngest, Jasmine, she was beyond excited to be out of her car seat. And she is running in the back seat. She's jumping in the trunk. She's coming back. She comes to the front. She's pressing all the buttons. Wipers are going crazy. And, and she's so, so happy that she's free in the car. And she's having the greatest time of her life. Meanwhile, my wife and I were like, look, look, there is a lion right there. And she looks for a second, and then she carries on doing her thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The hippo just walked right here. Jasmine, look, look. And she sees, and then she goes back to her. At one point, I'm like, Jasmine, look. And then I look back, and she is in between seats, in the floor, and playing with a coin. And I'm like, we are in the safari. This is not normal. You should enjoy this. And what I love about that is that she's having a great time. She is loving it, loving life. She probably would ask us to go back if she could, just so she can be out of her car seat in the car. 
However, she's totally missing out the point of why she's free in the car. She is having a great time. She's enjoying it. But she's not engaging with the purpose of why she was set free in the first place. And we sometimes, we do that. This message is not only for you, it's myself included. It was challenging to prepare for today because as I dove into the Word of God, as I went in deeper into the truth of God, I realized, man, I'm missing some big points here on what it is to follow Jesus. We get saved. We are loving being free. We are in love with Jesus. We can't wait to read the Bible. We can't wait for Sunday to come and we're worshiping God together. We've been saved and and there's this excitement of what it is to be set free. And we go deep into the world and then we go deep into, you know, we want to figure out a connect group to go to so we can spend more time with believers. We want to, you know, there's this excitement. We're sharing at work. We're talking about it. It's consuming us. But at some point, we find this comfortable spot in our walk with God where we miss out why we've been set free in the first place. Because we stop challenging ourselves or allowing the truth to challenge ourselves. We stop focusing and anchoring ourselves in the truth who is Jesus Christ. Because I don't want to live life uncomfortable. Every time I open the Bible, I'm like, oh, that truth. And it's so challenging to actually say it aloud. Man, I'm wrong, and I need to have this truth. I need to bring this alive in my, in my heart. Are you guys with me? We, thank you. She is with me. We are excited to come in together, and, 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 and you know, we get saved, and we surrender to God, and we, we take different habits out, and the first things that go out is like, I'm going to stop lying, I'm going to stop stealing, um, I'm going to stop swearing, I'm going to stop this, this, and this, and I go to church on Sunday, and those are, those are the easy things, but as we go deeper into the Word, we, we, sort of, we sort of find a balance where it's like, oh, this can't be true. And in this time and and, and age right now that we live in, it's so much about your truth and my truth. It's so much about what you feel and what I feel. I feel like this is wrong. Oh, you feel that this is wrong. And and it's, it's that back and forth where we're no longer anchoring ourselves in the revelation of who Jesus is and why we've been saved, but we're totally comfortable with living a lifestyle where I change the gospel a little bit to make myself comfortable. And I'm guilty of that. 
I'll tell you what happened this week. Mel and I, we've been chatting through this and, and digesting at home, and it's been fantastic. We, you could just feel um, the atmosphere of falling in love with Jesus again in our home this week. Some great moments with God, and we're like, man, what it is to follow Jesus, and we're going back and forth. And in between all these conversations, we are at the dining table, and I'm like, man, I had such a hard time today. Um, you know, I, I didn't do something properly, and, and someone was really rude. And Mal comes in with a question. Let me tell you, marriage really helps you not to stay self-centered. Yes, really helps, especially if you have a wife who loves the Lord. Yay. And she said, she comes in with her question, she said, well, did you apologize and, and forgive them? And without thinking, it just came out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, you know me. It's so difficult to apologize and forgive someone who is rude. And as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, no, I'm doing, I'm doing that thing where I'm changing the truth. Because the word of God says to forgive as many times as you have to, as, the, as your heavenly father has forgiven you, not forgive only people who are nice to you. So this message, guys, is a message for all of us. I mean, I'm in with you and I already failed. However, if we as a church come in together and say, man, what about we start rebuilding what it is to follow Jesus together? What if, what if we as a church start paying attention to what is the truth and we stick around it and we build the altar of worship in our lives all around that? What would have happened? For people to look at us and be like, man, these guys are definitely followers of Jesus. Their yes is their yes, their no is their no. I love this passage in, in Matthew 16. I, uh, let me repeat that. I, I don't necessarily love it because it's so sharp and it's so challenging. But I like that it's there. When Jesus is with his disciples and he's saying for the first time, I'm going to die. I'm going to go into Jerusalem and they're going to kill me and they're going to crucify me. Peter instantly just jumps out and says, Jesus, no, you're not going to die. Even if we need to protect you, we will not let that happen. And of course, Peter is uncomfortable with the whole situation. He's like, well, he's probably making the, the math in his head. He's like, if you're my leader and you're dying uh, like, and I need to follow you, it's like, am I going to die too? It's like, I better not let you die so I don't have to die. So he, he, he jumps out and he's like trying to control the situation. And this is what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 16, 23, if you want to open with me. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And he carries on and says, whoever wants to be my disciple, say disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it, but whoever loses their life 
for me will find it. It's such a difficult thing to even preach. Jesus is asking us to deny ourselves and to take up our crosses. Not only is beneficial to us, but for the, for, for the rest of our lives. Not only when God is moving, but for the rest of our lives. Not only when it's, it's good for me, but he's saying, take up your cross. And if you lose your life for me, you will find it. And we go back into the foundation of what it is to be a Christian. That is not really about now, but it's about eternity. Right now matters, and it really does. But it doesn't. But it does. It's complicated like that. It's, it's the most difficult science thing I could think. Jesus have saved you and me to live an eternal life with him. He has saved you and me so that through you his name is glorified. You matter. But he, Jesus, matters the most through you. So when we say yes to Jesus, we allow his name to be glorified through us and not for us to live for ourselves. He saved us from sin to life. He saved us not from sin to keep on doing what we always did and to stay comfortable. I hope this is, is an opportunity for us to perhaps to restore, let's say it that way, to restore the flavor of what it is to be salt on earth, of what it is for us to actually bring in the kingdom taste to the world, instead of allowing some spices of the world to come in and get everything mixed up. For us to restore why we've been saved from the beginning so that we can build an altar of worship and as we enter life in eternity, we will be glorifying our Jesus, Lord and Savior, for the rest of eternity. That his name is glorified. But in the process, we are dying for ourselves. In the process, we are letting ourselves go so he can come alive in us. We are going deep into the word of God so we understand what God is saying. Two points for you to take home with you. We need to know the truth because we need to know what he's saying. And number two, we need to practice obedience so we can grow in maturity of what it is a follower of Jesus. If we know the truth, then we don't get confused with what is happening around us. Are you with me? Because sometimes, not you guys. You guys are incredible. You guys are amazing. So this is not for you. I'm just, just 
talking about those guys that didn't come today. <laughs> Sometimes, culturally, there are things that are happening. And if we don't know the truth, we start getting, taking part on it. And we use the word of God, we distort it a little bit, so it can back us up. And then we jump into craziness, especially on social media. We stop loving our brother and sister just because they chose to take the vaccine or not. We stop loving our neighbor just because they belong to the purple party, to the orange party. And we make our truth and our beliefs bigger than the truth that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for. Are you still with me? Yes. I love the story. I always go back into figuring out like, how did people do and, and, and how can we do it better? I'm always a, hey, can we improve it kind of guy. And I love that when you go back to Exodus, um, beautiful book of redemption that shows who God is, but really, really challenging at the same time. But God calls in Moses and he says, hey, you're going to go set my people free so they can worship me. And Moses goes on, goes to Pharaoh and says, hey, Pharaoh, you need to let my people go so they may worship God. So lots of miracles are happening. God delivers them from slavery and brings them into the desert. So God is doing a lot in between. Like the, the, the sea is just opening right in front of their eyes. You know the story. And if you don't, go read it. It's amazing. It's so incredible. I fell in love with Jesus so much reading Exodus this week where it's like, wow, it's so good. But here's what happened. They get into the desert. God is taking care of them day and night. And God gave specific directions as to don't worship other gods. I know that's what you've been doing. I know you're used to that, but don't do it and follow my commands. And Moses, who is leading the people, basically says, hey, guys, we're going to just take a, a time out. Do your thing here. I'm going to go chat to God in a mountain and I'm going to come back because he's going to share his commandments with us. So he leaves and now the leader is gone for a, for a little while and people start talking wait a second did our did the god that saved us just killed the guy that is leading us because we don't see god really moving right now and they start talking between themselves and you know when you start talking too much good stuff doesn't you know nothing comes good out of that because you start reasoning. Wait, he's gone for too long. I'm, I feel unsafe right now. And you start looking inwards. And you're like, uh, this is uncomfortable. Who's going to fight for us? Who's going to lead us? And then they go to Aaron, who is the dude who is left in charge. And it's like, Aaron, we need to build man-made gods, uh, handmade gods, Men made gods. Yes, that's what it is. Sorry. 
to bring in a sense of security and safety because we need, this is what they say, we need to build gods so they can continue to lead us. <laughs> what? That's crazy. And Aaron just let it happen. He's like, sure, bring your gold, bring your earrings, your necklaces and everything. We're going to build a god. And they build an altar in front of the God and they worship and they basically set up an altar saying, this is what is going to rescue us and continue to lead us. How many times we do that? We make decisions in times of toughness, in times where we're being squeezed, in times where we're being pressed. But when you make decisions in those times, you need to be really careful because you can make the wrong call. And we can start lifting idols in our lives in order to make us feel safe, in order to make us feel comfortable. But those are not necessarily necessary what God has asked you. It's not necessarily what he has saved you from or for. Are you guys with me? So we need to be careful with in moments where it's uncomfortable for us not to start uh, deviating from the truth who is Jesus Christ and start like changing a little bit the gospel here and there so it makes us feel comfortable. Man, the people in my job is not really liking me. So do you know what? I'm going to tone down a little bit this Christianity thing so that I can kind of mangle. And, and, and fellowship with them. And I'm doing for the sake of love. Because I need to love one another. So I'm doing for them, okay? I'm letting go of some principles to love them. And we start shifting the gospel. Just so it gives us the ability to do our thing. But guess what? Your truth will take you to hell. And we need to be attentive in the moments where we're the most squeezed. We need to come before God and say, God, I got nothing. But I'm here. I have nothing left in me. My marriage is failing. My, my job, I just lost my job. There's some relational issues, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I'm here. To worship you. I'm here to set up an altar before the right God, the one who saved me. Not before culture, not before the world, but before Jesus Christ. If we're not careful, we start making decisions based in our own feelings, based in our own capacity of reasoning with things. And you start to say things like, oh, this song is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join in. I'm going to engage. Worship Jesus. Oh, this song, I don't really like it. Why did they choose this song today? And we take a step back. Oh, man, this guy preaching today. Are you serious? Him again? But we start making those decisions. And, and based on our own feelings, we are accepting the kingdom or not. That's a dangerous place to be out, to be at. Being self-centered will take us nowhere. 
you cannot be a follower of Jesus and continue to stay self-centered. We were saved to enter life with him. We were saved to be worshipers. We were saved to um, surrender ourselves to him and say, I need you. I didn't just need you when I was lost. I still need you. Even though you're not moving these days, the truth is right here and my life is based in it and I'm going to worship you through it. I'm going to build an altar through it. I know why I've been saved and I'm still believing in you. Through it all. This is difficult. It's not easy. It is not easy to surrender ourselves in moments where we don't feel like it. In moments where everything is going wrong. But guess what? We were called to take up our cross at all times. Even if you're right and people think you're wrong, take up your cross. Make his name glorified. Make his name risen. Make his name famous. Today I feel like there is a We're drenched in this oil of love for Jesus. I feel a saturation inside of me where my bones are shaking, where we are called to worship him, even if we have something in us or we don't have anything in us. But God is calling us to the first love. He's calling us to go back to that place where we just believe it. We trust him without questioning. Jesus has died on the cross for us and it wasn't in vain. And your life will be a testimony of it or not. Your life will be a testimony of, of Jesus loving us, his sons and daughters, and giving his only son for each one of us. Your life can be a testimony of what being a follower of Jesus is or not. Maybe we should pay attention to moments where we're saying, God is moving, but he's not moving fast enough for me. God is doing things, but he's not doing what I need him to do right now. And we start putting the truth in check and we start, you know, trying to make God work in our pace. Trust me, if God worked in my pace, it would be a disaster. It would be terrible. There's a part inside of me, that, the flesh part inside of me that thinks that that would be amazing. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. If we step into the reality of what it is a follower of Jesus and we walk there each day, we know the truth and we practice obedience. We know what he's saying and we're following his voice. We know why we're being saved and we're living through it. Until eternity. Jesus is here. Jesus, I love you.
and I worship you. And Jesus, it's so hard sometimes to, to not look in, my, in what I'm feeling and what I need. But would you help us to look up to you and build an altar where it's true to who you are, to what you need, to what you have saved us from? Father, would you help us to engage in the purpose of what it is to live a life with you? Holy Spirit, would you help us to live a life where we live in the truth of who you are and not my own truth? Would you, would you, would you give us a little nudge in the moments where we're pressed, in the moments where we in the moments where we're freaking out and we want to take control? Holy Spirit, would you take us back? To the beginning would you take us back to what it's all about would you take us back to the cross would you help us to build an altar of worship would you help us to know the truth and to practice obedience Jesus Jesus let your name be glorified through me. Let your name be glorified through my actions. Let your name be glorified in the moments where my pastors are not watching me, in the moments where, where my, my friends are not watching me, in the moments where I'm not on the stage. Would you help me for your name to be glorified and for me to let it go of myself and take up my cross each day with you? Why don't you stand with me? And I want to leave you with some action points. This message can only take you so far. I want you to, to go back to, to the gospel and say, let me check if what this guy is saying is true. I would love to, to throw you some, some challenges this week. Maybe you with your family or household or, or by yourself, however you want to do it. Would you this week just go back and read the gospel? Just one of them. And try to pay attention. What is Jesus teaching us? What's the truth? And in the process of that, the second challenge is, how can I obey? How can I practice obedience in what I'm reading right here, right now? How can I practice obedience on what he's saying right now? And if you want to take a step farther, you can choose something to fast this week. Something that is taking your time, something that is taking the thoughts in your mind, it's just worrying you, it's taking energy out of you, just, just, just fast. So you can unplug yourself from a human concerned level of mind and, and be focused in eternity, be focused in Him. Are you guys okay with those challenges? I want us to be salt on earth. I want us to be people who are true followers of Jesus. Even if the true comes against us and it's hard to hear, would we say, man, I'm wrong. I need to learn more about it. Just lift your hands, your heart, however you want to do it. Put your focus on Jesus right now. 
And maybe you want to surrender certain parts of your life that you're still controlling, maybe idols that you built along the way to make yourself feel comfortable. Would you surrender? Would you let it go? I love when we start um, being thankful in worship because in that moment I'm being thankful and I instantly just felt a shift inside of me where it's not about, oh, how I'm feeling and this is not working, that's not working, but it was a shift to the kingdom of God. And I start exalting Him with a clean heart, with a pure heart and clean hands because it was all about what He has done for me. Jesus. 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 Oh, we worship You. We adore You. We love You. We surrender our lives to You. Father, we want to be people who are in the dining table. We're talking about you. With our kids, we are motivating and encouraging our kids way more than their accomplishments. We're encouraging them on following you. Well done. This is what Jesus wants from you. He wants you to love one another. He wants you to show mercy. He wants you to show um, love. He wants you to, to be more like him. Jesus, we lift your name high right now and we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We open up our hearts right now, today. Would you come and have your way in us? We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.